seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. Our unique team helps small businesses grow by providing essential marketing expertise. Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Essentials Podcast. My name is Bill Parmentier of W. Parmentier Photography. I'm Justin Kerr of Justin Kerr Design. And I'm Alicia Piazza with Custom Marketing Solutions. And together we make up the the Marketing Marketing Essentials Essentials team. team. All right, so we are here today with one of our returning guests, Nicole Eller. If you don't remember from our previous podcast, she is from Ginger Green Marketing. You can find them at gingergreenmarketing.com. Nicole is the founder of her company in social media strategist extraordinaire, and um, she has a she's gra- has graduated from excuse me Rhode Island College with honors in a degree in management. Nicole's on a mission to help other entrepreneurs and small business owners navigate the noisy and crowded social media landscape. Amen to that. It's pretty noisy out there. So the name, Ginger Green Market. Okay. <laughs> so the, the origins right of that. It. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, since, uh, since you can't see me right now, hopefully uh, there'll be like a picture somewhere. Oh, but yeah, I, we're going to do, yeah. oh, okay. yeah. do a selfie. You can manage that. We're going to do a selfie. I am a ginger, uh, so I am a redhead, um, for those of you that don't know what a ginger is. And um, uh, the Ginger Green uh, came across as a, um, a collaborated name with a fellow uh, Ginger. So Ginger for redhead and green for money. I help you grow. I help you make money. I like it. I really like the name. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's great. I was a Ginger at one point. Did that count for anything? Sure. Yeah, maybe. Let's go with that. <laughs> yeah. She's Ginger Green. You're Ginger Gone. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, you're going to get me later. I yeah, know. of course. <laughs> I'm being nice because we're right. on the air. I see. For some reason, your mic was off the whole time. I don't know, I don't what, know happened. what happened, Justin. We'll yeah. just make up what you said. Yeah. yeah. What's that problem? Either that or make you sound like a chipmunk. It's fine either way. <laughs> Take control, Alicia. Good All luck. right. So. Good luck. Okay. So like the first thing you I, off the bat, I'm like, yeah, you have social media fatigue. Like if there's so many options. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, one of the first things that we can kind of talk about is uh, understanding what the best platform is for your business and not trying to do all of them at once, but mm-hmm. sort of start slow, identify what makes sense for your target market, who you want to work with, who are you trying to reach? Because obviously if you're trying to reach demographics that are using things like Instagram or Pinterest and they're not on Facebook anymore and you are posting to your your Facebook page you're missing your market that's right. you know it's very a very silly thing to do so what i always recommend is figuring out who it is that you want to talk to Um, what you need to say to them, and what is the best platform for that conversation. So if you work primarily in an image-based market, you're going to go to Instagram, you're going to go to Pinterest, um, you know, Facebook. All of the platforms do really well with images, but what makes the most sense for what you do? Figuring that out is the first step, and the first pitfall is trying to be all things to all people. I agree. Yeah, that, and I think that is almost like a fundamental of any marketing. If you don't narrow down and define, you're going to... You're not going to connect. No, and you're going to miss the mark, and mm-hmm. you're going to you're you're going to create a much longer buying process uh, for your for your customers. Okay. So, do you have any favorite social media channels? 
Oh, favorites. Gosh. Um, I, I like all of them. Um, but for uh, the service-based industry that I tend to work with the most, those B2B and B2C, but um, they're selling some sort of service, um, mm-hmm. is LinkedIn. Okay. Um, it's the number one fastest growing for that market, for the B2B market. Um, and I really enjoy, uh, you know, what they're what they're doing and what they're trying to do to help people um, grow their uh, referral networks and uh, B2B customer journeys. Okay. How about you guys? What's your favorite social media network? Depends on the day you ask me. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, for, for growing business or just personal? Or just in general. Thing? I think like just personal use. I use a lot of Facebook, Instagram. Okay. All right. Those are probably the two that I use the most. I get sucked down the YouTube rabbit hole a lot. YouTube. <laughs> oh, I forgot about YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I'd have to add that in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for my business, LinkedIn is pretty much where I live. Primary, okay. I'm a Facebook fan, and then I also Instagram, for those of you who don't know, is co-owned by Facebook, so I tend to, those are my top two, and then I love mm-hmm. LinkedIn as well. Yeah, my LinkedIn is, <laughs> it's so neglected. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I'm good at it, but it, I like to go on and like, Look at what I mean, I'll look at mine doing. occasionally, but I am horrible about keeping it updated. Yeah. I mean, if there's if there's one that I'm using the most personally, it's probably Facebook followed by Instagram. Yeah. Okay, but I'm more of a I'm more of a stories and a little bit. I don't want to say like a lurker on Instagram. I just don't <laughs> post to my grid as often because yeah. that's it's a whole other experience. I'm I love st- stories. I'm still trying to figure out the whole story thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. And now you have Instagram TV. Not oh, to confuse. I, I tried it. Get rid of it. I, 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 I haven't used it. I, I put the app on my phone. Tried it twice and said, the thing that I had a problem with is uh, the whole landscape versus mm. portrait in Instagram uh, TV. You can only film in land in portrait mode. Well, don't yeah. they do that for Facebook Lives, too? Um, I think it's only in portrait mode. I think they just changed it. It used to be you could do it in landscape and portrait mode. Mm. But uh, I don't. I just don't like the, the constriction of having mm. yeah. the, the portrait mode. So, so maybe for the uninitiated, you talk a little bit about stories in mm-hmm. regards to Instagram and maybe other social media platforms. Like, what is that? Okay, so the stories on Instagram, I'll start with Instagram because they... Um, it was Facebook slash Instagram's answer to not being able to buy Snapchat. So when Snapchat <laughs> was like, no, you can't have us, um, we'll show you. Zuckerberg was like, okay, well, <laughs> I have a billion dollars yeah. at least. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go, you know, do this thing. And, and so that's what Don't happened. Um, and so um, Instagram stories is that little, you know, area on the top of your phone. So if you're looking at your Instagram, uh, well, if you're looking at your feed, your Instagram feed, it's everybody's stories are going to show up in that first little uh, bar at the top and then you're scrolling through. Okay. So you're always seeing those stories as soon as you log in. They're roughly 15 seconds of, you know, material. Some people have been able to do longer, but I don't recommend it. Mm-hmm. Just let it move forward through those 15 seconds, even if you're doing a full minute of, of talking, because it helps break it up. And oh, and like like Snapchat, it disappears in twenty four hours. It does, yes. Okay, so it's it's there, it's gone. And why are you looking at me? Oh, I, I just I just showed him the, oh. the Instagram. Well, no, because it, okay. it, he said it's like Snapchat. Now my one of my daughters uses Snapchat, mm-hmm. and she really likes it. I've never been able to get my head around the temporal nature of it. Mm-hmm. So it's there, and then it's gone, and it's right. almost like the app forces you. To be obsessive about using it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's I've, what they're all driving towards. Okay. Well, yeah, they want you on there 24 7. And I think my personal theory behind why Snapchat and stories are so popular is because the 
the younger generation, those kids out there. <laughs> and young whippersnappers. Like, they just like to take a lot of selfies. And so it's like after a while, like how many selfies can you have on your Instagram grid or your Facebook album or your Facebook feed? So it's like a way to have continuous like access. And mm-hmm. they're also super connected. Right. So and we're just a visual society with the iPhones having and uh, Androids having such great cameras. And yeah. so I think like all those things kind of lend themselves to this quick, like instant material. Like I have a cousin who's in high school, but I don't think she really like does anything in high school because all I see is her Snapchat story all day. <laughs> Well, like, that was going to be my follow-up question is, you know, if if the millennials are where the uh, economic value is going to be for mm-hmm. marketers, right? are they really using Snapchat? They're not using Snapchat. So it's the younger that was, generation. So Instagram's market is that millennial market. Okay. So it's your... Um, I think it's like your 25 to 40 year old market. Yeah. Um, and so what ended up happening was those guys aren't on Snapchat. Maybe we like, so I fall into that market and I know Alicia, you do as well. Um, I'm but, an old millennial. That, it's like horrible uh, no, sounding. Elder, elder millennial. But you and That's I have worked out. Of <laughs> you notice that, that we just got out of the conversation altogether. There. Oh yeah. Well, I, I do apologize. Um, oh, you know, but uh, you know, no ageism here, but um, well, the last time not, my daughter said, Oh, only old fee- people are on Facebook. She looked right at me. So the idea um, that people aren't on Facebook, uh, you know, the younger generation is not on Facebook, is actually yeah. a bit of a misnomer. It is um, the most um, equally divided of the demographics. So you have um, every age group represented on Facebook. So generally speaking, it's a really good, it's kind of like um, you have your website, you have your, um, you know, everything is uh, indexed for Google, and then huh, you have your Facebook page because without it, you do miss, uh, you do, you do miss a wide variety of the market, but you know, as to where to focus, um, Instagram and Instagram stories is targeting that 25 to 40 year old. You're really looking at like the millennial generation. And so I think that's, what's made stories so popular. Um, as we talk about millennials becoming that, um, economic value center, um, that you mentioned earlier, that, that is where they're hanging out. So mm-hmm. that's okay. where they're spending their time. They um, like quick, like kind of like, I guess, uh, nuggets of content. Right. They, and that's what the stories tend to lend them. Exactly, to. exactly. So, you know, I said I'm a kind of a lurker on Instagram because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> your your grid should be very curated. If you And it depends on what you're using Instagram for. I follow a lot of brands. I follow a lot of um, lifestyle uh, marketers and, and lifestyle brands. So, and what that means is these people have these very curated Instagram feeds. So, so just for the uninitiated, what is an Instagram grid? So the grid is um, when you're looking at someone's uh, profile page, mm-hmm. the picture, their actual picture. So those posts that stay there and don't go away. Gotcha. So it's okay. the opposite of their stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, a lot of people will color code theirs, or they'll use a special filter just for that space. You know, and then your stories are that behind the scenes aspect that people love about social media. So it's bringing people into what you're doing, what's going on behind the scenes. It's very real, very raw, timely, relevant stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly, and. It, and then it's it's short term, so it's there and it's gone. So it gives that sense of urgency to following up and taking a look at. Okay, well, this is my favorite. Um, you know, it's my favorite blog. I love this writer, and she's only going to be on this at this restaurant for twenty four hours. I want to watch what she's doing. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. like a good example of that is um, if you have an Instagram. I think for a business, if you have an Instagram feed and you know your your grid is curate it and brand it to your style guides. Maybe you're out and you take a picture at an event. Mm-hmm. It may not necessarily be with your within your company's brand and look, 
But the stories would work for that. Exactly. Or for restaurants. Instagram is phenomenal for restaurants because we all like to look at food. Hashtag food porn. And <laughs> <laughs> hashtag get time. in my belly. Um, <laughs> hashtag, no, just kidding. Um, oh, so, but re- the <laughs> yeah. So that's so with the story, um, restaurants can have, you know, special tonight or introducing, you know, for this weekend only. And it's kind of like that timely right. stuff that can go. Absolutely. And not sit in their feed. And then someone's like, oh, well, you said that this was the, the promo. Well, that was three weeks ago. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, it helps with that short-term, um, you know, the need to fill short-term content. Mm-hmm. Um, and you brought up a really good uh, point, too, about Instagram. Um, one of the other things that works really well there is that um, unlike Facebook, where a lot of um, it's it's kind of moved into a pay-to-play, mm-hmm. and you can do that on Instagram, we, we know, because that's the same platform for their ads. But uh, the ability for um, brand awareness on Instagram is actually greater, especially for an, from an organic perspective, mm-hmm. um, because you can use those hashtags. Yeah. So you strategically use your hashtags, you self-brand, you have, um, you know, hashtags that are going to raise your profile in the, um, you know, per the algorithm. So the algorithm will present you higher. Um, and stories does play into those algorithms. So the more that you use mm-hmm. stories, the more beneficial. So you have your permanent stuff and you can keep going. Now mm-hmm. there, there must be some sort of saturation point for hashtags. Cause I've seen some Instagram feeds With and thousand. it's just a long list of hashtags. <laughs> Hashtag it's like, did we use all the, the hashtags? So, so you're, you're maxed out at 30. And um, depending on how you do it, decides whether or not it makes sense to use all 30. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do a really great job of making sure that they kind of, the, the hashtags kind of get buried at the bottom of that caption. Um, you do, so general convention has said, um, and by general convention, I mean like those uh, programs like the Hootsuite and Buffer and Sprout Social who monitor um, hashtag usage, they say that 11 is optimal. The more followers you have, the less you need to use hashtags um, because your people are coming and then new people will find you based on the fact that other people are liking and commenting on your stuff. However, if you're a brand new brand and you're just you're trying to build something, I always go for the full 30. I do um, I do five to seven that are used relevant like relevant to the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're on brand. They they call them branded hashtags. Um, but so that would be something like um, you know for me it would be hashtag ginger green marketing hashtag you know Nicole hashtag what I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't hashtag actually do use it. Hashtag use my hands a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's a good example though. Yeah. So um, or and hashtag social media marketing, that kind of thing. So, you you know, you you call them branded, but really a lot of people are using them. But if somebody clicks on hashtag social media marketing and you have a big enough following, you're posting relevant content, maybe you just posted, um, you're going to pop up. The algorithm is going to present you. Um, Yeah. So... Um, that's that's kind of the long and the short of of, uh, brand awareness on Instagram. It's a great place to set that up. Now, with hashtags, Mm -hmm. Twitter, definitely hashtag friendly. Yes. Instagram, definitely hashtag friendly. Yes. Facebook, not so much because of (laughs) privacy settings. Sure, sure. And also um, LinkedIn just seemed to... Where did that come from? So that's it's been a thing for probably the last year, but Gee, they just started they just started promoting it. Okay. Um, so they're high, they're heavily promoting um, you know the use of hashtags on LinkedIn to get your content found. And what I noticed was um, LinkedIn, I think, has built more of a relationship with Twitter. Then, okay. So you've kind of got LinkedIn and Twitter over on one side, and you've got the Facebook and Instagram on the other. Um, and it's kind of interesting how that's you know how that's kind of happened. Arch, and, and <laughs> yes, that's a nemesis. Yeah. No. Um, why did why did they align with Twitter? I LinkedIn? would. Um, I think that Twitter is generally accepted as a um, it's a bite sized business friendly platform. 
it's not my favorite, so I don't want to speak on it, you know, too heavily. I, I have used it, you know, for a variety of projects. Um, from it's it's a great place for really big brands okay. um, to to yeah. it's it's customer service oriented. Um, you know, I mean, I complained about something to Hootsuite, and somebody emailed me like in ten seconds. They yeah, slid into my DMs, and they were like, "Send us an email. Like, we want to talk to you about this oh, pro- okay. problem." Right. It's fast moving. It is so for so. a small company to have somebody managing their Twitter day in day out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly feasible. No, not really. I, you basically, um, you know, to get the real benefit from Twitter, you should be posting um, anywhere from, depending on your content, three to ten times a day. That's a and the, the life of a tweet is only about 15 minutes. Yeah, that's what I mean yeah. by the fast. Three to yeah. ten times a day. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah most of... <laughs> and it's like conversations. That's why, like, the celebrities right. always have, like, the... Twitter wars, or right? Exactly. Oh gosh, <laughs> the number of <laughs> drama. Oh yes, so much. And and you know, it's it is a good place to reach um, your state and local government. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's another big part of it. Is it's a good it's good outreach for that. And it's it is a place where you're going to find some really quick moving conversations that mm-hmm. you know. But that's that's both a benefit and a curse um, mm-hmm. because things can get blown out of proportion very wildly, very fast on Twitter. Um, which is why, again, it, it becomes kind of its own beast because um, the monitoring of Twitter is, is really important. I, I, you have to have the notification, especially if you're monitoring a brand, you have to have the notification set up to go straight to you as soon as something happens. Um, and as soon as you hear you know, a complaint or something like Hootsuite did, you have to jump on it. And I gave them the benefit I can't of tagging think of them. <laughs> any examples of a Twitter feed getting out of hand? I mean, <laughs> easy. That's just <laughs> so yeah. far out there. It's never happens. We've worked in hard our... to stay non-political stay there please no no but I mean it's beyond um, it's beyond just you know the the politics of it you could have someone complain about your brand and if you don't jump on it fast enough um, catch like wildfire it can catch it can absolutely be retweeted like crazy you know and the next thing you know people are like knocking your brand your stock is going down like (laughs) the world is on fire what are you going to do Twitter apocalypse (laughs) I've just (laughs) coined a term I've been waiting all these years I hate to hate on Twitter but I feel like for local businesses where it's at are these channels where you can have a more like like Instagram, LinkedIn and Facebook tend to be my favorite for local businesses and I that's my opinion and that's I'm biased but hey <laughs> I'm put out there. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Tweet it at me, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I would but I don't have a Twitter account anymore. So. <laughs> Um, no, I, I do think that there's a space for it for larger brands or brands that are able to put the time and effort into um, customer service at that level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things have happened for me where I, um, you know, like I was waiting on a flight for um, and, you know, uh, at United. Um, I was waiting on a flight and it didn't seem like we were going to take off and I was really upset. So I was tweeting to them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. nice. <laughs> and um, I, you know, back and forth a couple times, they asked me the flight number, and they do it all right on there so everybody can see it. There's no, like, you know, I let's take it. it to the DMs or anything yeah. like that. And, and so, for again, for those who Direct who, message. Right. Because we've <laughs> got to make there. sure that we spell it. So DM is direct message. Direct got message, some Facebook yes. users here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a PM, a private That's message, a, right? Uh, That's a PM. <laughs> so hard to keep them uh, <laughs> you but, um, speak slowly. <laughs> And loudly. I'm sorry, I don't know if I can do that. I'm just gonna keep going and just talk right over you and right. see so what happens. Are you starting to feel really old now? Or text you were tweeting with them. So I was tweeting at United, and um, this was prior to some of their more uh, crazy uh, things issues. happening on Twitter. Yeah, issues. Um, 
But uh, within five minutes of um, somebody saying, okay, we'll figure out what's going on, um, our flight was boarding and we were taking off. Whereas like five, maybe 10 minutes before that, they were, you know, they were having some issues. They were like, well, we might, I was like, are we going to have to cancel the flight? And I, I said in my tweet, like, I'm about to go. My sister doesn't have Twitter or at least doesn't use it. And I was like, I'm about to go surprise my sister and I need to get there by midnight or, you know, I'm going to miss my connecting flight. Well, my connecting flight was like 10 PM. And I was like, I'll be really sad if I don't get to surprise her tonight with my visit. Um, and so, you know, like I said, within minutes we were boarding, taking off and it was, and I don't know if the two are even remotely related, um, but it was just an well, let's interesting, just say it, was. it was coincidental. Yeah. It was very coincidental. Let's just say so. this, oh my God, Nicole, El- well, we better get this. We better get this. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. It was all me. <laughs> my social cred <laughs> of, of my like maybe 40 followers. Cause I don't, I don't use Twitter for anything <laughs> other than cat videos and complaining. Yeah. I, so I think. <laughs> Oh, that's that's awesome. That's going to be the quote of the uh, podcast. That's, that's yes, awesome. that's I the love title. It. So I think Twitter has its place. I mean, I think I have one and I like to scroll through it mm. and it keeps me up to date on like certain news channels that I follow, mm-hmm. local mm-hmm. groups that I follow, but it, I don't like picture myself looking through the feed and like clicking on ads to, I just, I just don't picture it like that. And mm. so, yeah, that's yeah. just my, my take on it. Yeah. Um, so what other social media channels would you say are up and coming for businesses? Because oh. I have some, I have some, <laughs> I think LinkedIn is, is up in their game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree. Obviously, um, I spend a lot of time in LinkedIn, um, you know, for, for the businesses that I do, uh, there, I manage their platform for, um, and I do think that they're, uh, making a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, you know, they've definitely upped the game with the advertisements. Um, mm-hmm. I know I posted recently about, um, signing up for a program and having, uh, you know, I signed up and they didn't do anything with it. And the very next morning they were promoting something to me on LinkedIn. And I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, fast. It's again, Nicole yeah. speaks. So Nicole, uh, that, <laughs> <They> listen. clearly <laughs> you and Social the Kardashians crap. right there. <laughs> oh God. Right there. I never thought I would hear someone say that. <laughs> Your dreams have come true. And I don't know. It's maybe re- a nightmare. And it's been recorded. And it's been recorded. That's crazy. You're talking about in terms of popularity. Though. Well, I guess. Okay. So if you read it on the internet, it's true. If we say of it on course. the radio, it's, it's, it's true. true. If you've heard it here, it's true. Yes. <laughs> so LinkedIn, yeah, they have, so Facebook, personally, I love Facebook and Instagram because they have invested so much in their targeting as a marketer. So mm-hmm. not from the personal side, but using it as a marketer, there's so much in the targeting, the power of the ads, which I've talked about in past podcasts. But LinkedIn is really trying to get there. Yeah. And they have launched the the equivalent of the Facebook Pixel. Mm-hmm. They are, I think, upping their analytics on ad reporting from what I can see. Mm-hmm. And LinkedIn is really powerful because I don't, I'm not sure if it's a targeting parameter on Facebook right now for job title, and people don't always put their job title on Facebook. Mm. But LinkedIn, you can target by job title yeah. level of within the corporation. So if you're looking to get in touch with like the decision see, makers, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the only challenge I have with LinkedIn is the um, uh, the pay per click. It's a little bit, you know, because it can get. Um, I see. Yeah, it can get very pricey. I ran a job a job ads for someone, and um, you know we were monitoring it, and I had a budget set, and it blew right past the budget. Ouch. Yeah, so yeah. that's something I think that and and but that's stuff that's stuff that they're monitoring. And if you just if you send them something that says like this is what happened, can you please you know tell me what to do to make this not happen again? They do. They are listening mm-hmm. because I mean they wouldn't be doing all this work if they weren't. Right. Um, so I do. Uh, I love where LinkedIn is going. Um, I do think that company pages. Um, 
um, have some potential. We'll see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. um, about, you know how those about grow. the uh, video? I know they offered that. Uh, Lauren, yeah. yeah, so um, they, they do. <laughs> <laughs> we can, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, so so like like Facebook and um, I I don't think Instagram does it. This is just Facebook, but they they're doing the native posting where you upload directly to LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. um, and we know that that has wide reaching benefits from um, you know where you rank for Google. It, it has SEO benefits. It also has um, you know like analytics benefits, so you can kind of watch what's going on, who's who's paying attention. Um, the only challenge I'm having, again, personally, is um, the video is moving very slowly on my mm -hmm. page. So, again, they are moving very quickly. I just, um, you know, I caution them. <laughs> Don't move too fast or it's going to be, it's it's not going to be uh, putting out good material. And that's why I always said that they were kind of the slower kid at the back of the classroom trying LinkedIn. to run to catch up LinkedIn, yes, yeah. is because I think if they move too quickly, they kind of, they, they miss things things get mis mistakes get made right um so i'm kind of waiting to see how the cookie crumbles with that um mm -hmm. you know obviously i'm passionate about linkedin make i do lots of connecting there but you know where where are they going to go how well are they going to actually execute on that plan yeah we'll see yeah i think so and just to kind of clarify so you can have a linkedin personal channel but to advertise you have to have a business um profile on linkedin is that that's correct right nicole I think you can, yeah, you have to have a company page in order to do, I've really... the same thing on Facebook? Yeah, you have to have the business page. It's not a business profile. So what catches people off is you can only have one profile as you mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. You, yes. If you have multiple profiles, you will get shut down. You will get, you know, you could get banned from the, from the platform. But you can have multiple company pages. So someone came to me recently and said, well, I don't know how to position myself because I'm me. And I own my company and I'm the face of my company, but now I'm also doing this other thing for these other people that helps raise my prestige level, but I don't want it mucking up, you know, what I'm doing. And I basically said, you know, if you need to promote your business, what you usually, what you should do is, you know, you have that company page for your business. So I would have Ginger Green Marketing, and then I would share something on Ginger Green Marketing mm -hmm. and share it over to my personal profile feed because Correct. that's where all my connections are. Right. Nobody is really following that company page yet. But if you work it the right way and you build it, you can. And then for advertising, I do believe you have to have that company page in place. Yeah. And so the share option, like I just want to hit on that real quick because the same thing goes for Facebook. Um, when you have these business pages, we all know that organic reach is kind of like dead. Mm. And it's hard on LinkedIn as well. So it's dead on Facebook, very hard on LinkedIn. That share button is so powerful. So on Facebook, LinkedIn... If you're posting stuff on your business page or you are, if even if you have an agency posting on your business pages, that share button, use it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Use yeah. it regularly. It's there <laughs> for a reason. Um, it's going to help you widen your reach with your posts. Yeah. So. yeah, absolutely. And and always checking to, um, to see how, how you're posting it when you share it. So um, as someone who runs multiple pages, I'm given the option as I'm going to share something to share it as myself or share it as my page or, you know, share it in... I sometimes clients will go to share something from a page that where I've posted it for them. They want to share it on their personal feed and they miss the mark. Mm -hmm. So it still says, you know, posting as whatever that page name is. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't share to their personal feed. So just double checking oh, yeah. on Especially there. Especially if it's a closed group or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. That's why I'm saying it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just being aware of who you're posting as. But that's also got benefits because. 
um, you know, I shared something from you, Alicia, yep. over to my business page, and then I shared both of that over to my personal Facebook page where it took off, which was kind of entertaining. Um, and then I had to go back and remind people, like, this wasn't my, me. I didn't write this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you say, yeah. Alicia? No, that was the post on um, uh, the nine types of, of oh, post ideas. Post. Yeah, oh, yeah, so. Yeah. I, Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, I think I shared that one, too, if I remember correctly. Yes, I think you did. Yeah. Aw, thanks. See, See sharing well. is caring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if you find it useful, then, I mean, don't just share for the sake of just, like, sharing everything, but if you find it useful and meaningful, then perhaps other people in your feed will, too. Absolutely. There you go. Yeah. So, but yeah, I guess, so, I guess we're kind of um, wrapping up here, yes. but I think, Nicole, if a business was just starting out with social media or they really wanted to kind of, like, go all in on a strategy could you start with just one social media channel do you think i do believe you can um i think that you could repurpose that content that you write for that one strategy and simply optimize it um and then worry about you know the actual strategy for the other platform later but if you needed to start in just one place then yeah you can okay and going back to kind of what you started with like think about who you're trying to reach mm-hmm. what type of content you have. Right, right. And if you still can't decide what social media channel is right for you, you can find Nicole Eller at gingergreenmarketing.com. Perfect. <laughs> she actually that right back uh, Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> She's a pro. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think with that, is there anything closing that you want to wrap up with, Nicole? No, no. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head. It's always uh, valuable to um, you know take a look at that target market and figure out where they are and what the best messaging platform is to reach them. Awesome. So um, we know where you can find Nicole. So where can you find us? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, that's a trick question, right, Justin? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're everywhere, um, but everywhere, if, but nowhere. <laughs> if you want to check out our published podcast, you can find them on our webpage at marketingessentialsteam.com. And you can also, while you're there, subscribe to the podcast. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts just by searching Marketing Essentials Team. We're also on YouTube. You can find us there. And you can We're just everywhere. We're just everywhere. I told you we're everywhere. And we're also on Facebook. Uh, we have a great little super secret special group. Oh, that's the one that Alicia on Facebook, runs, right? yeah, um, oh, called Little Roadie Marketing Support Group. And if you want to become part of that group, Alicia, what do people have to do to become part of Little Roadie? Tell them, Johnny, what he wins. No, Just click join. Just click join. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. There you have it. Head over to marketingessentialsteam.com and we'll let you. And there's, there's a link no, there. You don't yeah. have to be on a list. There's no velvet rope or not anymore. You just you throw have that to know away. somebody. I had to sell my firstborn. <laughs> <laughs> that was just no. Just that was just for the first few people that came on. Oh, okay. We're away. letting anyone in now. No, if you're a business owner, if you're a marketing professional, if you want to know the inside scoop on what's happening in the marketing world, trends, basic tips, back to the fundamentals of marketing. Yes. This is the group to be, guys. It's all mm-hmm. happening in there. It's great to be, great sounding board too. Seriously, yeah. marketing inside. Absolutely, yeah. I, I personal as someone outside the group, I love it. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> and, and for me, I, it's been great fun seeing all people interacting. And mm-hmm. you know, at first we started out with let's see what happens, and yeah. now we've got business owners talking to other business owners, and mm-hmm. it's getting pretty lively yeah. in there from time yeah. to time. Yeah, so. and we we even had some people you know connect. Network wise, yeah, you know, uh, we might not have otherwise similar yeah. businesses, yeah. yeah. So it's a great place to come and hang out and learn something. One thing we left out as far as the actual website, if you go to the website, 
and sign up for our newsletter or our email, I guess you would call yeah, it. Yeah, email. Are we calling it, we're not calling it a we, newsletter. Yeah, we don't Sorry, say no, a newsletter. No, we don't say the word but if you, if you subscribe to the podcast, yeah. you will get an email every week letting you know. Yes, and what else comes dropped. in that email? A secret squirrel link that will take you to some of the uh, show notes that uh, you wouldn't get otherwise. Oh, that is right. Yes. Oh. Justin looked at me with this, I'm this like, lost look what on his face. What are we giving away? <laughs> no, we, we've, actu- Justin. we've actually... Sh- <laughs> Trust me, nobody wants that. And there goes all our subscribership. Okay. <laughs> no, all kidding aside, uh, Justin has set up a page on the back end of our website that will have PDFs and things like that that are right. extras that you wouldn't get unless you signed up and subscribed. Right, because each podcast uh, has show notes with it, but then we always, not always, but for some of the episodes, we include a little bonus content. Yes. So if you're a subscriber to the podcast, you have access to that bonus content. I should have had you say it from the beginning. You would have done it much more eloquently than me. It's it's all right. It's, it's all good. <laughs> you can edit all this together. It's going to sound great anyway. So. <laughs> you're going to see me three weeks from now going... Have you finished editing that? Nope. No. I got through the first five Took minutes. Me nine hours edit this episode. <laughs> well, my first thought was, do you guys rate your guests on how much you have to edit their podcast? Because <laughs> I'm going to be the lowest. <laughs> I've got a They've secret. Never asked me to come back. I've got a secret Excel sheet that nobody knows about. <laughs> Not even him. <laughs> so. But that's a good night, Grace. <laughs> All right. I think we can wrap this one up. All right, folks. Thank you, Bye. Everyone. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.